Well, welcome back to Ask Cheeks. This is episode two of our ongoing podcast. We are typically coming at you with some kind of shenanigans based around a draft. At least that's what we had planned. But for this episode, we called an emergency podcast. The Cheeks are taking Hollywood. I don't know if this will be the, the first in a series of us reviewing uh, the, the horrors of Christian cinema, but it's certainly, uh, this is enough to start a series on its own because for today's episode, the, uh, myself and the three Cheeks that answered the call decided to watch and are ready to share all of the horror of our experience with you after the experience that is Assassin 33 AD. Now, if you haven't seen this movie, we are going to link to the trailer in the podcast description, in the episode description. If you have not seen the trailer and you are listening to this, God bless you, but pause this right away. Go search for this trailer and have your life forever changed. It is an incredible trailer. I've had multiple people send this to me, uh, not realizing, of course, that they were all sending this to me. Friends on Twitter. Uh, I, I, I have uh, my friend David from a different church here in town. He and I got tagged by a guy who's actually worked on real Hollywood movies. And he was like, it seems like you guys is, you know, people who go to church a lot would love this movie. And uh, <laughs> I watched it and I was like, Chris, I, um, I must see this movie. I, in fact, I've already watched this trailer and scheduled a podcast review of it. <laughs> so, so here we are, um, Assassin 33 AD. I am joined today by three esteemed colleagues, and I'm going to introduce to you each one of them. Each one of these gentlemen paid $4 to watch this movie. Um, so that is how we are spending our stimulus dollars. First up is Mr. Izzy Mendez. Say hi to the people. Hello, everyone. This $4 will impact the kingdom. That's, <laughs> that's right. My father's mansion has many rooms and none of them have this DVD in it. Next is Mr. Andy Elizalde. Uh, hi. Hello. Sorry, that, that's, that's all I'm giving you today. <laughs> Making its triumphant return for episode two. Thank you, Andy. This, uh, after uh, my win in episode one, of course. <laughs> I see it has uh, only built your confidence. All right, and finally, we have, for the first time, joining us on an episode of Ask Cheeks, Mr. Marco Vidari. What's up, guys? I am shaved and ready. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Well, we are ready to go. I don't know what that means, but we're going to continue uh, with this episode. So basically, as we jump into this, we're going to kind of dive right in. We're going to give you a rundown of the plot as best as we can remember it. And I say remember it for a few reasons. Um, it's incredibly complicated to understand. On the surface, it's basically a sci-fi retelling of the passion of the Christ, which admittedly sounds incredible. And in let which me... they reference in the movie. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and... and... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and let me let me just assure you, I am not overselling it by any means. I mean, I, I don't think that's possible. But yes, it is a science fiction retelling of the Passion of the Christ narrative. That said, the science part of it is very very convoluted, which uh, might 
have, be a commentary about Christians and science and faith, but we'll save that for <laughs> later speaking, down the road. Speaking as a scientist, I can tell you, I was very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You heard it here first. Only experts on this podcast. So uh, we'll give you a podcast rundown, of course. Uh, we're going to kind of walk through, share some favorite scenes. Uh, there are, There were also some very, very... Uh, like bold claims made in the trailer for this movie. Uh, Some that might sound impossible to you. Uh, One of them was nominated best screenplay in more international film festivals than any other in history. In addition to that, the trailer also says that it won 50 best screenplay awards. So uh, international screenplay awards. So, um, International Vacation Bible School Awards. It, well, I I have actually gone through the trouble to look up the names of <laughs> nice all the places God. where these got awards. So we're going to go through them, and we're going to see how far they stretch the truth on uh, the words like award or uh, best or uh, film festival. And then finally, <laughs> uh, as we finish that, we're going to give kind of some. Uh, we're going to try and recast this movie with a big budget. It does not have a big budget, but it does have big budget ambitions we're going to take our our hand our hand at uh recasting the main actors and uh main characters in this movie we're going to give some closing reviews on our uh the debut of our thomas kincaid scale of rating christian art and then finally uh we're going to just toss around whether or not we recommend this movie and really that um, maybe we should call that last segment testimony time because uh, my life has forever changed I'm sure y'all's ours is as well. All right, so uh, let's begin. So the the movie opens up with uh, a nice family drive between uh, what you might think is the main character of this movie. I don't know that you could call him the main character. His name is Brant, no last name provided. And he's driving with his wife and kids. And I'm about 30 seconds into the movie, and I paused it right away because his wife is played by Heidi Montag from The Hills, who, I mean, where has she been? I I'm, have no idea. Uh, but apparently she is now uh, acting in Christian movies. And it is right away just an incredible exchange. And we actually, uh, we're going to play for you a part of this exchange at the beginning because it is so painfully bad. Uh, I really just want to play for you about 20 seconds of this. And is that okay, guys? Can I do that? Yeah, yeah go for it. This Let's line see. changed my life. Yes. <laughs> and this is, grant, granted, this is literally 90 seconds into the movie. Here we go. Let's play this for face. You see it? not be saving the world but you're a hero to them and you're my hero too darling <laughs> that british accent <laughs> you okay i'm having this feeling that god is about to do something really miraculous through you that is exactly <laughs> what I told the movie at that exact moment. I have a feeling God's going to do something miraculous. You know, this, 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 this wouldn't be uh, as funny if it wasn't like a generic prophecy that you hear at a lot of churches. Right. <laughs> it's, basically the, it's basically the passion translation of Jeremiah 29, 11. So. 
Hey, right, right before that scene starts, or like I guess in the middle of that scene, they're looking at clouds out the window. I don't know if you guys remember this. And uh, she goes, "Look, Daddy, that one looks like an elephant." And he's like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Look, that one looks like a witch." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> You're like, get this girl an exorcist quick. Very weird. I mean, granted, yeah. Andrew and I both have have little girls who say really weird things, but. That was weird for yeah, sure. Was, Daddy, yeah. this one looks like a devil worshiper. <laughs> My other favorite part is uh, as this husband and wife are recounting, he's saying before this scene where she uh, goes into, and uh, granted, I did not know what kind of accent that was until he pointed out it was <laughs> British. She said she's kind of having this conversation with him because he is a little bit disappointed about where life has brought him. Okay. And so I, I just want to provide the juxtaposition. He said, I used to be in the Middle East killing terrorists and now i'm just a security officer she's like i think god's gonna do great things through you killing terrorists like <laughs> I, I used to just be killing people and now i'm sad that i gotta be home with my wife and kids yeah. this is how the movie starts okay now very quickly after that um am i missing anything there at all no, no. okay no, that's, now that's uh, this, a great description it's 90 seconds in okay now it doesn't take a lot longer. I'm, I'm at the two minute mark of this movie. Tragedy strikes. Now, again, if you want to watch this movie, I encourage you to watch it. We're going to get into some spoilers here. Tragedy strikes two minutes in when <laughs> the the car that this this man and his wife and kids are in goes straight through an intersection. It, I mean, did he stop at any point? I don't remember. Um, don't the logistics so. are very confusing, but they get smacked by an 18-wheeler. 18-wheeler. And, it, you know, he seems to be relatively unfazed, though he was ejected completely from the car that rolls over and is on fire. Uh, his, his wife and kids are tragically still inside, and as he's crawling towards them, the car, uh, the flames that the, are engulfing the car grow, and it explodes as do our opening title credits, Assassin 33 AD. At this point, I was like, are they saying that God assassinated his family? I was very confused about the theology of this movie. Left behind, bro. That's right. We've talked about all this grace stuff long enough. We need to know that life kind of just throws you in flames sometimes. That's right. That's right, man. That's right. That's how gold is made, man. Got to get trial by fire, man. So... After that, we get this amazing juxtaposition where we're instantly in a classroom of some kind where the worst interaction of flirting ever recorded oh. on a movie is captured here for us. At the four-minute mark, our uh, main character, Ram, he's a, apparently a genius, for some reason taking a test to... T- Preferably, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I didn't understand the test. The guy looks at least late thirties. He's flirting with this woman who seems a little older. Her name is Amy. Um, it seems like they've never met. Was that correct? Yeah, they'd yeah. never met. And I think it was like an entrance exam for a company, like to work right. for. So, right, so yeah. I guess, yeah, we're we're filling in uh, the pieces more than the movie actually did. But they, so they apparently like. The, the, he's trying to flirt. She, she's trying to flirt back. He doesn't get it. She's basically like, I want to go out. And then he does, um, like she agrees to it. They decide to hang out. She shows up at his house and he does 
arguably the creepiest move you could possibly do. And he's like, she's like, are we ready to go out? And he's like, I made a table here and he pulls out food, but the steak isn't cooked. Uh, let's let's not, not don't, let's not neglect that this is all going down in his parents' basement. Right, 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 right. <laughs> basement. Lasers with lasers. With lasers. Lasers. Uh, it's what did he call it? It was like it's more of a uh, what was it like a financial they're, arrangement? Yeah, they're living with me. Yeah, yeah they're living. With me. Sure, <laughs> doing <buddy>. them a favor. <laughs> yeah. Although although the movie seems to back that out because we don't actually meet them until later on when we're supposed to feel any kind of like emotional attachment to them. Right. Anyway, what you know are you going to say? He looks, like, he, he looks like the guy from, uh, you guys know the episode on The Office where they're going to Mexico and then they jump off the bus because they regret it? Yes. Right? I, that guy. I, I wrote down, uh, and you'll find out in a minute why, I wrote down Ripped Bruce Campbell. He's the guy from like the <laughs> Evil Dead movies and Army of Darkness. He basically looks like a young Bruce Campbell um, who's like somehow campier and a worse actor. So I love Bruce Campbell. Think- Just. I think one, <laughs> I think one of the the best uh, moments of this movie uh, was actually, the, again, this is typical of any Christian film that you've seen, but the subtle prayer that gets thrown in there. <laughs> yes, like, yes. Good, she's good. just like, "Are we not going to pray?" Right. And uh, it was it was a powerful powerful moment in the movie that I think will really impact the lives of generations to come. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's, this movie has so many of those little prayers from Amy that it's really primed for a small group study. And so maybe Absolutely. we'll work on, you know, work on writing the content for that. You know, a lot of you guys, y'all don't know this, but when I first met Andy, uh, we were on a band <laughs> trip and we we're getting ready to eat our lunch. And the first thing he says is, Oh, so we're not going to pray or <laughs> I think crazy, bro. we were like in my parents' basement and everything. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Which now, now that that uh, that get, that joke gets even worse when I explain to you how the rest of this date went in this movie. <laughs> so uh, she's basically like, "Hey, you're the most awkward man I've ever met," and um, she she goes to pray later uh, for their food, and she leans forward to pray, and he, I guess, having never met a Christian before or witnessed a prayer. Granted, this is supposed to be the smartest person in the world. And, uh, basically he is, he's, he's like completely flabbergasted by whatever this prayer is. He has no, he has no clue what's happening. So she is praying and she leans forward to pray, which I mean, okay. What he does is weird in response, but how many times have you been around a table where someone's praying and they lean into your space? That's a little strange. Okay. So she leans into space and he leans forward to kiss her. Okay. This is their first <laughs> date. Okay. So let's, let's run through where we're at so far. He, he invites her to show up to his parents' house for a date, walks her into the basement, says, we're not going out after all. This is also my lab. Um, and now I'm going to kiss you. This is like, there's red flags right. everywhere, Absolutely. everywhere. All, all, all within like the f- first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Totally. And, like, her, her entire like uh, attitude about it is just like, oh, you. Oh, silly you. <laughs> which, which is true because right after the awkwardness of that, they have a fashion show or, or she's like <laughs> teaching him how to be a human yes. being. It yeah. was so weird. And okay, this is on par. I don't know if you've ever seen Birdemic, which is an all-time 
so bad it's good movie. There's a, a scene where they're dancing in the club, and it is by far one of the most awkward things you've ever seen. This is on par with that. It's, it is terrible. And what makes no sense is at one point he ends up with his shirt off. Yes. Who's, whose fault was that? Okay. I know. Why is his shirt off? And second, dude is ripped. All right. Yes, dude totally ripped. Ripped, dude. <laughs> but, but, no, listen, I, it, this doesn't make sense. He doesn't believe in God, and yet he's the smartest person on the planet, and he's ripped. I mean, come on, come on. God has clearly we, we blessed know, him. We know this is foreshadowing, right? Oh, For totally. Later oh, yes. I didn't yes. pick up on that until later. Dude likes to take his clothes off. Yes. <laughs> For, for reasons whether they're functional or not. And they do kiss. They do kiss during this first date. And then this movie is terrible at transitions because they go from super sad to really corny, and then they go right back to super sad. In case you're wondering what's happening with our man, Brant, he is at home suicidal, and he's telling us that he hates God. He's telling God he hates God. Um, and he's really pissed off about his family, his kids. He says he won't take the cowards way out. This is why I'm confused. Okay. We're 10 minutes into the movie. We go back now to this business, this lab. Do, do you guys remember what the name of that company was? No idea. I don't. It was like matter imaging. Something like that. Something systems. It was like MITs. They couldn't think of anything else. So they added an S to MIT to make it sound right. smart. Uh, but also suddenly they're both hired. Like Ram and this girl are hired. And, and three other randoms or uh, two other randoms. Two other yeah. randoms. One of whom is a black man named Simon. Foreshadowing. What's mm-hmm. up? Mm-hmm. It was the best you're part gonna, of the movie. You're going to need to remember that. Also has the best line in the whole movie, which we'll yes. get to later. <laughs> and then the other one is this guy. I'm sorry. This guy was super weird. Okay. His name was, what was the character's name? Uh, Felix. Alex. Felix. Felix. <laughs> Felix. Okay. His name was Felix. Okay. Felix. Fe- it's FedEx. Felix. No, Felix. Felix. <laughs> played played by I, I don't know. I'm on the IMD page, IMDb page. Played by Caesar De La Torre in what is surely not the role of a lifetime. He's essentially. I, I guess he's supposed to be like uh, I, I don't know, like com- comedy or comedic relief. Um, he carries around this stuffed animal. And I, you know, I, I actually felt kind of insulted because I felt like this was a joke about really smart people who might have or might be on the spectrum. There's no reason why this right. person would walk around talking baby talk to a penguin uh, to, <laughs> to get this going. It made no sense. And it was actually You're quite insulting. Whatsoever. Quite yeah, insulting. I, I, you know, there's just so many, so many moving parts to this film that I was just like, what is, what is going on? And there's zero time taken to explain any, any of this. Yes, it, it, there's none. And, and well, it, it makes, it, it has to because it's an hour and 40 minutes, an hour and 50 right. minutes long. Yeah, right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So they're moving quick. Basically, you find out in this laboratory, they're trying to like uh, move matter across space, right? Or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're, they're trying to do, and, and you can, you can kind of take over on this part, but what they're trying to do is move something from one place to another. This is how the whole premise of, of the thing starts. They're trying to move a chair, uh, not really knowing the reason why. And Caleb, I, I, I think you should be the one to, to share who's actually behind this. So, yeah, so the, the, we, we open up with this experiment. They're trying to move stuff. They're actually kind of worried. Apparently, there's multiple teams working in multiple labs. 
at this business. And uh, we're introduced to who owns this business through uh, this newspaper that I guess this place makes for itself. Made no sense. Right. Uh, basically, uh, the lab is run by a character named Ahmad. Okay. Um, and if you're wondering, or sorry, Ahmed, if you're wondering whether the creators of this movie did any kind of research to come up with names that um, you wouldn't list if you were coming up with stereotypical <laughs> names for foreign, the answer is no. Okay. Ahmed, um, who is, is listed in this newspaper as the world's most famous refugee. Okay. I just want to pause there. How do you, how do you establish that right. metric? Oh, famous to who, first of all? And second, like, right. is there like a running tally? Like, oh, right. man, uh, I really hope that I do something <laughs> so I can move up from three to two on the list of famous <laughs> refugees. He's coming after Elon Musk, dude. Yeah. Also, it, there, there's a central question we'll get to about Ahmed later regarding the character's motivations in this movie. They make no sense whatsoever. And so we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, basically, they're in this lab. As Izzy said, they're trying to uh, move this chair. And uh, the, this guy, uh, Simon, uh, is trying to convince Ram, who's in charge of this team, to do this thing. He, he convinces them the chair explodes and blows up the whole lab. So they think they're in trouble. Ahmed comes in with Sabir, who's his uh, right-hand man, kind of a jerk. Uh, stays a jerk the whole movie uh, not the kind of guy you would expect to enter paradise with jesus we'll talk right. about that later a little bit as well <laughs> yeah seems to be unrepentant and there's there's not a lot to him he just kind of hangs there in the movie if you know what i'm saying so anyway they come into this room uh ram and the team think that they are in trouble but Ahmed says no, look at uh, the video. Do you see what I see? The chair moves to the other side before exploding. Ha ha, we've done it. Do they know what they've done? No. Absolutely not. No. Um, so they, they basically return uh, the, the four uh, of them and the plush doll penguin to a new laboratory that Ahmed has specked out for them. And they're uh, trying to continue their experiment. And as they are, um, some things unfold. Now, there's a brief aside. We're moving along kind of quickly we're about 15 minutes in there's a brief aside where we learn that brant is ready to work and he's working at the same place as this team this is of course the man who lost his um terribly accented uh, uh poor actress of a wife at the very beginning of the movie with his kids very tragically uh, also wanted to commit suicide refused to shows up for work we find that it's only been like what two months i think ahmed like says yeah and he's like hey buddy like grieve um uh, ahmed at this point you're you're already realizing is the villain the trailer's given it away but even in well, just watching the movie and even the villain's like, hey, buddy, like, we got this, man. Like, just stay home. You're good. I mean, if the villain is telling you to stay home and grieve, maybe you should stay home and grieve. Right, right. <laughs> so he's telling him, just chill out. Uh, and then another guy comes in, and he's like, I could take over. And this guy's like, no, you suck. My team's going to take over the security. Uh, let me have this, Ahmed. And Ahmed's like, all right, whatever, dude. Um, listen, Ahmed's just a poor manager. You got to make your people grieve, all right? Sometimes right, right. you know better than they do. So this ultimately is Ahmed's undoing, which we'll find out later as well. So we return back to the team. They're running more experiments, um, and they uncover something rather sinister. Um, they, they uncover that Ahmed, uh, and when we get a little bit of his backstory, Ahmed is actually working 
with a terrorist. Yes, right. I know this sounds shocking in a movie built on stereotypes, <laughs> but the one, uh, but the only Muslims we've met in this movie are secretly terrorists. Can you believe that? It's crazy. Yeah. It out is nowhere. crazy out of nowhere. Now I'm trying to look up the name of this um, terrorist that we only meet once. Do y'all remember his name at all? No, no I really, no. I don't remember. He must not have been, uh, he's, he's not even listed on the, on the IMD. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's uh that is pretty amazing. Um, oh, is also it also a very offensive you know, if there are any oh yes, I found him. Foreign friends that were or that are listening, I'm sorry. Like this, yes, I, yeah. I just couldn't help but be offended for uh, our foreign friends from the Middle East uh, because not only are the names offensive, but the accents that are. Oh boy! Are oh man! Some of the worst you've ever heard. See, I actually think this is a, a very like um, this. This movie is an olive, olive branch to all faith communities because by the end of it, you realize Muslims have been offended, Christians should be offended, and Jews have been offended as well. So really, like we owe the makers of the movie. We got them all. We got them all. We checked all the boxes. Okay. Did anyone that, say that? Did anyone draw parallels to angels and demons with that whole anti-matter thing? Was anyone uh, else thinking that during the whole matter? Um, uh, unless that movie aired on TBN, I've never seen it. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, Marco, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, if you, you need to watch this movie for no other reason than the CGI. Uh, yes. That, that is oh, my Lord. Trying to transfer this chair from one area to another. It is the worst thing you've ever seen. Yes. It, it's, it's incredibly, incredibly bad. And, and you know, the, it takes it takes a bad movie a whole other level up or down depending on your perspective when it has cgi dependent scenes and they're so terrible again going back to birdemic <laughs> that's what made birdemic so great is the effects are so awful this is really really bad and even and we'll get to this later but like the imdb page the uh, amazon page they're like full of bots uh to review this movie and give it like 10 stars or five stars and they all mention well cgi is not great if the bots are mentioning that the cgi is not great it's still giving it 10 the cgi is not great but why so, would the cgi why would the cgi be so bad if it won like 50 screenplay awards like, well it didn't win graphics awards that's right that's <laughs> separate, separate category separate category <laughs> separate category as, as we will see at at some point looking through these um the best film awards in Inclusion Romania probably didn't have a category for. <laughs> That's an actual. Uh, um, in any case, we learn that Ahmed is working with. Rashad Amir. That, that's right. a terrorist name. <laughs> Rashad Amir. Okay. Again, not much imagination here. Um, and, and we we get a backstory here. Ahmed's parents were killed tragically by Muslim extremists, and now right. Ahmed is working They're with. Muslim extremists. Yeah. Yes, they were Christians. And so I, I think we're, we're meant to understand that he hated God uh, or, or the Christian God for allowing this to happen to his parents. And so now he's teamed up with the people who killed his parents. Somebody right. says the, word, the phrase Stockholm Syndrome at some point. Yes. That's, yes. That, this isn't Stockholm Syndrome. Like, I mean, I guess he, he's kidnapped, right, or something. But they said we'll make him pay. It's very confusing. Um, but also, how could the world's most famous refugee not have been vetted by any organization right. Right. anywhere? I, I, I think I think we, we need to make an important note that the whole Ahmad Rashir thing, 
whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Rashid Wallace. It was Rashid Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> whatever his name is, is like offensive. But uh, he, the, so, so we find out the whole purpose of this transfer thing is to transfer weapons. Yes. Yes. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Yes. He wants to transfer weapons. Anything. He says we can transfer anything. And it's not offensive when I'm personating him because it's actually, um, I think he's a Latino actor, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Gerardo Davila. Oh, playing, wow. I didn't playing, check it, but I, I, paused it, I paused it and I told Sarah, and I was like, this dude is a Mexican. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm a Mexican, by the way, in case you didn't know. So. I just wrote down um, uh, Ahmed is played by Sober George Lopez. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 So, so for those that don't know, Caleb can also do that accent because at church he was once called that Pakistani kid. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> this uh, there there's a story there. Yes, I um, when I first started leading at my previous church, leading worship, uh, somebody emailed the pastor and said, "I really like it when that Pakistani boy leads," and so he forwarded <laughs> it, the email to me and said, I, "I think she's talking about you." Yes, she was talking about it. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, me and uh, my buddy John, who might actually be listening to this at a City Church in San Antonio, we call ourselves Team Vague Ethnicity. So we can walk in <laughs> multiple ethnicities. People are confused as to what we actually are. So in any case, we discover that Ahmed has plans for this technology. And so the plans, as uh, Izzy thankfully pointed out, are to transfer uh, bums, guns, anything uh, from anywhere to anywhere. This could, this could uh, destroy uh, America as we know it very quickly. Well, in the lab, uh, they discover this plan. Uh, and, and, okay, the, basically all Ram does, he's making out with Amy away from yes. the cameras, and he plugs, like, basically an Ethernet cable into a wall, and yes. suddenly this video comes right. up, and it's a completely, like, unencrypted feed of Ahmed talking yeah. to Rashad Amir, and they're also talking in English. Why? Why would they be talking <laughs> yes. in English? Yeah. So, just so Ram can understand every word they're saying, and he's like, <laughs> oh, no, this is bad news. And so, they go back to the lab, and they accidentally invent Time travel? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> this is this is exactly what happens. Oops. They, whoops. Can we can we clarify can we clarify one thing? So sure. Ahmed's parents, they were Christian and that's why they were killed. They yes. Were killed by yes. So why would he want to I'm just trying to figure out why he would want to join I I have been I've been figuring that out, uh trying to figure that out since this movie because, wrecked me the first time. Because the <laughs> Christian God allowed it to happen. The Christian God allowed it. And, and also uh, afterwards, he like cuts that dude with that knife. You remember? Right. Which for, oh, yeah. Okay. So I guess that knife is meant to be his rosebud, but the knife was used to kill his parents. He picks it up off the ground and he stab or he cuts this guy in the face and he says, take him with us. Uh, we will make him pay for that. So I guess they like kidnapped him and raised him. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But, but who did he escape from then? He's a refugee. Right. Like, did he escape from them as an adult? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. So, uh, does. no, yeah. it does not. So, Ram accidentally invents time travel. Um, he's shocked by it. He tries to keep quiet because um, he, he figures it out. He sends all the other three people out of the lab. He also he, has the time to manufacture hardware bracelets. It's uh, incredible. It's yeah. incredible how quickly this man works. Um, neither did the screenwriters of this movie. <laughs> and it didn't stop their award train from rolling. So uh, they come back in. Basically, they burst into the lab. Um, he's figured out uh, how to make time travel. 
and he tries to set up some stuff before they they run into the room and we find out later that he's basically set up a fail safe um but for the meantime um um, Ahmed pulls Ram in. He's like, I need this technology. Here's what it's for. And Ram um, does the worst thing possible in a negotiation of this kind. He's like, no, you're going to use it for this. I already know your plan. Dude, like, why did you say any of that? You could have literally no gone limits. back to the lab, destroyed right. all of your stuff, and right. run away and literally gone home that night to talk right. to Homeland Security. What, right. For the smartest man in the world, this guy's a total <laughs> idiot. Yeah, he could not help himself. He was like, I just got to see if this works. I got to, I got to, uh, unless I misunderstood the Aramaic or a- Arabic that was translated right, right. in any way, right. stupid. So um, he's like, way, no way. Go ahead. It's we're only like forty five to fifty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love I love that you said that. I love that you said that because I actually have the time code. We're twenty five minutes into this movie. Oh wow! <laughs> hey, no we are twenty five minutes into this movie. So uh, luckily, the rest of this moves along pretty quickly. Uh, he refuses to help Ahmed. Ahmed uh, kidnaps him. Uh, kicks everyone else out of the lab, uh, tells Brant, um, basically, this is what you signed up for, so you better help me. Right. Um, they tell the rest of the team, Amy and Simon and Felix and his penguin, uh, he's working with us on a special thing. You guys are free to go. You're still going to get paid, that kind of deal. And so uh, then we see, uh, and, and granted, I've jumped up ahead of time. We're already at uh, about the 29-minute mark now, and Ram is tied to a chair. He's been tortured a little bit, and Ahmed uh, has him facing this interrogation room and in walk in his parents. Now, I didn't know who these people were because the movie hasn't showed us at all. And so they come out, and you're like, okay, and he's like, it's your parents. So we're like, okay. Um, and he's like, I will kill both of them unless you show me. And, uh, but of course, if you show me, I can let you go back in time and, and set them, uh, set things right. Again, makes very little sense. And Ram's like, okay, I will tell you, um, no, he says, he says, I won't tell you. Right. Then he kills both of his parents. Right. 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 And then, and then he only tells them when they're going to save his girlfriend that he's known for like <laughs> four days yeah. yeah oh my gosh that is so true i didn't even think of that yeah i'm gonna kill your dad oh man amy, amy was kind of cute so hey hey bro i get it latina let someone get that boy some water he's thirsty it's too late bro that's definitely uh, <laughs> listen listen it at this point, if he dies or his parents die, uh, he, he he needs to to finish his life's journey. Okay, his parents, <laughs> you know, you know, you know where I'm getting with that. Okay, this guy very clearly has never. I love how you said that. <laughs> this guy very clearly has never kissed a woman. He thought prayer was a flirtation. So, I mean, he he sees he's got one opportunity left. He's going to take it. So bye-bye, mom and dad. So they're <laughs> murdered in front of his eyes. Uh, he gives up the goods to uh, to basically save his his girl. Yeah, I, I think it's an important note, too, because most of the people that are going to listen are probably never going to watch this film. <laughs> uh, it's a shame. Amy, Amy is portrayed as a devout Christian. This is important yes, for what yes. after after all of this. Uh, Amy is the solid believer that knows the biblical stories and all these kinds of things. She initiates the prayer that he portrays as a kiss. 
Uh, but all that's to highlight this, this idea, because even in the, some of their discussions while they're in the lab, uh, she's praying before they do it. And yes. uh, he's just like, why are you praying? And she's like, why do you judge me for my beliefs? And <laughs> very, very uh, God's not dead like uh, banter that goes on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, yes, exactly. That, that is very critical. Again, this movie has layers. That's why the screenplay was nominated as often as it was. <laughs> so then uh, we see uh, right as this is happening, Brant kind of goes off and he, he has this moment. It's a fork in the road. He's talking with God and he's like, I can't be doing this. My wife and my kids, they'd be so disappointed, essentially that. But he decides to do it anyway. This is your fault, God. You would stop this if you could. So Ram goes back to the lab, working with the new team. And uh, he tries to sabotage things. Doesn't happen. He runs away with uh, basically some, some secrets. They end up capturing him. And um, they, send, they send a group of people back in time. Is that correct? Am I jumping ahead? Yeah, yeah like SEAL Team yeah, 6 yeah, or whatever. I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. this kind of goes pretty quickly. So, Yeah, so they, he, he, he escapes. He, he meets up with his old team, kind of tells them what's going on. They watch on the clock as this SEAL team uh, goes back in time. They basically ambush Jesus and his disciples right before they're captured by the Romans, and they hold kill on, them all. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When he sees Jesus with the night vision, he's like, target acquired it's <laughs> <laughs> just um, really wrong <laughs> to, wait, <laughs> andy andy what did you say in the group chat when you saw that clip i was like trailer? yeah the the target of my worship and adoration <laughs> <laughs> absolutely oh my gosh it's so bad i, I think it's, it's important to, to know why right so once they discover that they can can do time travel yes uh, yes our, our the protagonist in this film says oh it all makes sense and this is where my favorite line of the movie comes. <laughs> from. it is he says and i quote it's the ultimate jihad oh yes <laughs> yes oh are you talking about this scene i have it right here <laughs> yes yes uh, let's see if i can uh oh, let me let me cue this up for us friends let's see okay here we go what were we running for what was that like Okay, hold on. I'm going to stop here because we, we should probably fill them in for a second. So, yes, we're, we're getting to Izzy's timeline. A little bit of background for you very quickly. So, they go back in time. They kill Jesus. Uh, they come back with Jesus' body. Ram and the team are watching this happen, and they realize we have to stop it. So, we have to go back in the same time they went to just a little bit before and expose them. They don't know where they went back to. Now, they run back to the lab but Ahmed's men are after them with Sabir. And so they trans transfer their matter across time to where they were. And it turns out they were at 33 AD, of course, with Jesus. And so this is uh, where we're at, where they start to piece together what Ahmed's plan is. And we get one of the greatest lines ever written in the history of cinema, <laughs> an award-winning line, truly. Uh, here Absolutely. we go. I get it. It's the ultimate jihad. Eliminate Christianity by killing Jesus before the resurrection. Ahmed just killed off every Christian that ever existed. Why would Muslims do that? It makes no sense. They wouldn't, but Ahmed's part of an extremist group. This can't be happening. Jesus is God. He can't be killed by men. That's not factually correct. He was actually killed by men. He wouldn't allow it to happen this way. Okay, let's look. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The, the way he condescendingly was like, 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm I'm the smartest man who ever existed. But sure. Yeah. Tell me more. He basically mansplains yeah. her religion to her. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna kill him before the resurrection. Like, spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was one of the things that for me it was just like, okay, do you not know the story then? Right. <laughs> right. This is where where we actually. I know we're kind of we've kind of just gone all over the place in our original thought process on all, all this whole timeline thing. Yes. Uh, but it makes you wonder like, okay, was the creator of this actually a Christian? Exactly. And <laughs> yes. Think, or, or like, are they in an alternate universe where like the Bible is different? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just called Catholicism. We need to explain this for those that are listening. And <laughs> practicing catholic and so uh yeah just to recap uh we love catholics we love we love andy so. i love you guys too As, uh, speaking on behalf of all catholics everywhere Ecumenicism. Ecumenicism. this is an ecumenical it's podcast exactly the last the last episode we had uh, a former lutheran now presbyterian presbyterian and then we had uh steve former lutheran now baptist we had a bunch of baptists and then we had a catholic so listen man we're we're living it we are <laughs> there is living a- it so basically they come up with this plan simon and felix will stay in 33 a.d for some reason, do y'all remember what that part of the plan was? They got lost on that continuum oh, or something. No, his uh, his thing broke. Yeah. No, no, you're you're actually ahead. They decide to stay. Two of them decide <laughs> to stay, and 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 Ram and uh, the girl that he's uh, let his parents be murdered for. They go back to their normal reality to try and stop things. And um, again, it never works. Splitting in any movie never works. And so they go back. Um, basically, Ahmed captures them. Um, he, he ends up killing, uh, or, or like trying to come up after them. And so, uh, meanwhile, while this is happening, Simon and Felix, uh, decide to split up again. So Felix goes back to the regular time as again, this is very confusing, but just bear with me, uh, which is exactly what the com- the movie told me. Um, so <laughs> Felix goes back to the right time as Ram and Amy have to go back to 33 AD, with Simon. Now we have like two or three time continuums. Doesn't make a ton of sense. And so Felix goes back to this reality and he gets captured by Ahmed. Now this is after they killed Jesus. Okay. So it's getting very confusing, but he, he goes back and basically he tells Ahmed, you did it. You killed Jesus, man. See, everything's changing. And as they're walking in what is possibly the worst CGI I've ever seen, Absolutely. the building that they're in turns into a beautiful garden. And Ahmed is like, see, we've done it. We've killed the Christians. And in, the, in that exact accent, it was actually a good impression. Yeah. And so he's standing with them and this beautiful garden quickly transforms into uh, the CGI backdrop of one of the resident evil movies. And it's like completely this destroyed CGI earth and it's Ahmed and his men. And then Ahmed and his men for some reason fade away. Right. And Felix is left. I didn't understand that at all. Why, yeah, why, yeah. why is Felix still there? Is it because he had the bracelet on? I think that Maybe. was why, yeah. but, but also like sucks for that guy. He's just, he's just stuck in his timeline. He didn't do anything wrong. And his penguin's not even with him. Sucks. They, they said something about like how the time had to catch up with each lapse or something. Like yeah. Yeah. So then yeah. his thing broke and then he stuck there. And we had so at this point we've officially sped up to about an hour in and, uh, 
they catch they catch back up ram and amy with uh, a different simon so the two of them and a different simon from a different timeline travel to this world so now there's two simons of jesus's time oh plus ram brings up my question which is which one of them has the soul Right, because one of them is the is the, <laughs> de- is the demon copy of the other. Well, I would say that the one that gets murdered is the one that had no soul, apparently. Right. Okay, okay. Um, and the one that ends up becoming a part of the actual New Testament maybe had a soul. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that true, in a little bit. True. This, yeah. this so, is the Spaceballs version of the Bible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's this, very true. This, this movie is basically Spaceballs plus Passion of the Christ. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so they trans- over. They transfer back in time, right? before um the these uh this fake seal team of Ahmed is going to materialize and so they said okay here's what we'll do we'll do we'll hold sticks out so when they materialize the sticks will be stuck in their body and they'll die so they do that for most of them a great plan it kills most of the guys except for sabir brant and uh those two guys fire their guns a couple bullets go into uh amy and then uh they also kill this other simon and so we have this scene. It's very heart, heart-wrenching, heart-wrenching scene. Ram is standing with Amy. Now, Amy's been shot in two places. Do you all remember where? Stomach. She's been shot in the stomach. Uh, her she, leg. And, and shot in the leg. Okay, she's been shot in two places. This is the night Jesus is captured. Okay, I want you to remember when she was shot in, in some pretty awful places. One's the leg. Maybe she doesn't bleed out. And I'll explain why she doesn't bleed out in a moment. She's also shot in the stomach okay this is the night jesus is betrayed okay it's not when he dies so we have a couple days until what the resurrection right Right. okay so ram freaks out not a trained medical doctor and what does he do to help her i mean you guys remember this is this homie strips (laughs) this dude takes off all his clothes to help this woman he's like oh i gotta take off my shirt to help yeah, her leg wound. Obviously. Of, of course. Why would you? And then you? seeing how ripped, because she, is, I'm ripped she would because be inspired. Right, exactly. Here, here's, what, here's what was very confusing to me. Simon is dead, okay? He's, <laughs> he's next to him, and, and Simon is clothed in a lab coat, his own shirt, and jeans, okay? And so this guy, Ram, takes off his shirt to help tie her wound on her leg. Then he takes off his pants to help her wound on her stomach. And after that is done, he takes Simon's lab coat as his clothing. Why didn't he just start with the lab coat and keep his pants on? It made no sense. The socks stay on. (laughs) Why didn't he? He stay on, baby. Baby. Okay, so... Basically, he strips for no reason, takes his lab coat. This is where the movie starts to retrofit scripture into the timeline of this movie. Yes. If you weren't familiar, there is a passage in Mark that says when they came to capture Jesus, this young man runs off naked, basically, right? Without clothes. Right. And so guess what happens? Um, this guy, Ram, who's clothed in a lab coat and boxers, goes running after Sabir. He sees Sabir. Which, by the way, Sabir ostensibly is military trained. He runs right. security. He's got a full vest to protect him against bullets. And he sees a half-naked white guy who's a <laughs> nerdy scientist running after him. And he runs for his life. <laughs> with d- Does he have a gun at this point? Uh, I think I the think gun was picked up by a soldier, right? I, I, I thought he had the gun. Somebody dropped it. I think Sabir yeah. dropped the gun. It doesn't he make dropped, sense. 
he dropped the gun and yeah one of the soldiers picked up the gun actually yeah so he runs off um ram is chasing him ram ends up basically running into all of jesus and his disciples and then they get captured and he runs away uh this is ongoing and happens now in between all this the other simon who's been trapped in this timeline he tries to work his watch and it rather conveniently malfunctions and it sends him to the garden of gethsemane okay this is my favorite scene (laughs) in the whole movie and guys i promise you if you just sit with us for about 30 seconds this will be the greatest 30 seconds of this whole podcast. <laughs> I promise you. Okay. Yeah. So Simon shows up in the garden of Gethsemane and he runs into our savior, Jesus Christ. And this Played is by an American this, idol contestant, by the way, is he really an American yes. idol yeah. contestant? Yes. No, A&M. he's Texas, not. Texas A&M too. No yeah. way. Is yeah. that true? Yeah. Jason Castro's his name. That was yeah, Jason bro. Castro. Yes. Oh my gosh. No way. <laughs> wow. Well, Dude, he made it to like top 10, right? Yeah. I don't he's know. Actually really talented. Yeah. He uh, sings great. Despite this movie. Yeah. This I mean, makes sense. Jesus. This movie was made uh, by people for whom America is an idol. So this is perfect. All right. <laughs> Get political, baby. All right. So here we go. Uh, we're going to uh, cut to this scene. Gentlemen, uh, just prepare your hearts. Okay, here we go. This is the best scene in the whole movie. Here we go. Uh, hey, uh, are you okay? I'm Abba Liekhoka. Uh, okay. <laughs> Y'all can hear me. Y'all can hear me, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, this this whole this whole scene is ostensibly in Aramaic. Jesus is speaking Aramaic, and he <laughs> appears to introduce himself as Lee Iacocca. I want to like that one more time. Okay. And this could be like horribly ignorant of me just laughing at the way Aramaic sounds. But I definitely think it sounds like he says, I am Lee Iacocca. One more time. I, I second that. Uh, hey, uh, are you okay? I'm Abba Lee Iacocca. <laughs> uh, I speak old Greek old. <laughs> <laughs> even, even Jesus rolls his eyes yeah, at his joke. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> Lee Iacocca. Uh, no speak old Greek old. No, no, Spico, Greco. It's so good. Like, like I get, I get why they, why he, you know, he, they add in the whole eye roll thing because, like, oh, okay, I got to translate now to English and speak. He's buffering, dude. dude, I'd like to think that when I get to the kingdom and I'm speaking English to a guy who speaks Aramaic, that he doesn't have to like. Yeah, yeah, we're good. (laughs) Okay, so he has this. Jesus um, starts speaking uh, in a miracle English. So that way Simon can understand him. And basically, like Simon is uh, telling him about the future. Basically, like, hey, millions of people believe in you. Um, you know, just so you know, uh, at first he tells him, Peter's crucified upside down. Everybody who follows you right now is murdered. And Jesus is like, I don't think I can do this, God. And then he's like, but millions of people like you. Jesus is like, thank you, Father, for this encouragement from this time traveling yes. black yes. man. What and, is then, and then also, like, he's in the garden contemplating his death he knows what's about to happen 
Yes. But then he's like, ah, oh, thanks for the FYI, dude. Okay. <laughs> also, also, I, I wanted to play this brief part because this is where uh, he explains to him how he knows about Jesus. <laughs> Here we go. And I've seen your movie. We got it on bootleg. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm from the future. <laughs> and I've seen your movie. We got it on bootleg. Forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm from the future. I've seen your movie. We got it on bootleg. <laughs> Again, it is important to note that I saw the timestamp on that. We're barely at an hour. On the- oh, God. We are an hour. Wow. Now, mercifully, the last 40 minutes fly by. Uh, but that that is actually the last point where I'm like, I really like this movie just is incredible. I'm from the future. I've seen your movie. Got it on bootleg. Who bootlegs the passion of the Christ of all the movies to bootleg. All right, we're going to keep going. So uh, (laughs) Jesus is is very moved by the protection he's provided. Um, We go back to Ram. This is where Ram runs off naked. Um, He ends up running into uh, Peter. Who does he run into here? It's Peter, right? Uh, yeah, and, and Peter's speaking Aramaic. They try to figure out what each other is saying. Peter gives him his coat so he doesn't have to be naked anymore. He runs back into Amy. This is a, a denial of Christ, by the way, by Peter, right? Yeah. I, 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 I think right. so, yeah. yeah. It's a retrofitted yes. denial of Christ, yes. <laughs> and so, so, and so uh, see, they've read the Bible. I mean, so has the <laughs> devil. But okay, so we, uh, he runs back. He finds Amy. We're now a minute, an hour and 10 minutes in. He, he finds Amy. He says, I'm going to get you help. He picks her up and he basically is like, I'm just going to carry this woman dressed in modern clothes into Jerusalem, see what, what happens. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Brant runs into Sabir and they figure out that they're going to try and find everybody. At one point, Brant walks into Jerusalem and he's like, this is a reconnaissance mission. Put away your guns. Right. What? What? I know. What, what, what fact-finding mission do you need? Right. So they run into Roman soldiers. Sabir loses his cool, gets into a fight with them, shoots one of them. Uh, they get overpowered, even though they have a gun. Uh, they and uh, they get knocked out, and that's the last we see of Brant and Samir. Meanwhile, we cut to Jesus, who is now carrying his cross. Uh, mercifully, this movie has kept us from its depiction of his uh, whipping scenes, which I had no desire to see. The team that put this movie together actually try and faithfully depict the passion of our Lord, and so he's carrying his cross. He's moving through. And uh, this is where uh, he falls with his cross. And who is there to help pick him up? Simon. Simon. Again, we have another taste of scripture in this movie. Now, the, the curious thing, though, is that <clears throat> Simon is dressed in street clothes, yeah. modern wearing a t-shirt. street clothes. Nobody there. This is what I wrote down at one minute and 11, er, one hour and 11 minutes in. Nobody seems curious about this dude in jeans <laughs> talking to a criminal on his way to die. <laughs> <laughs> nobody right. everybody's like well, these are weird clothes we're just gonna let him have a conversation with jesus in the love, road totally cool i love that simon tells that soldier who's uh who's whipping jesus he's like can you hold can you hold on real quick and he raises his hands and the soldier's like okay yeah yeah reasonable you got it bro just let me know when you're done uh, I, I could be wrong but i think simon is the only black man in the whole movie so again uh he's surrounded by white actors portraying jewish people and so surely that's another reason why maybe anyone there would have been like this seems out of place for the world that we've created in this movie this very uh non-historically accurate world and so he helps jesus uh we also see at this point um 
Ram is carrying Amy. He walks into town. Uh, he walks through town, ends up at Calvary, and he stands before our Lord Jesus on the cross. And this is a very moving scene. You see, who are the two people besides Jesus on the cross? They are none other than Sabir and Brant. Brant. Incredibly powerful. We learn this because um, Ram is laying at the foot, uh, the feet of Jesus with Amy, again, who's been shot twice. There's a great shot in this movie. Her stomach is wrapped in Ram's jeans, <laughs> and, and she's laying down. Uh, there's no blood anywhere, which is great. I guess they couldn't afford the fake blood. And uh, he's basically begging Jesus to help him, and Sabir starts to mock Jesus while we discover that he's the mocker to the right of Jesus. Right. And uh, as he's mocking him, the voice on the other side comes and says, he's innocent, he's done nothing wrong, and it's Brant. And Brant asks Jesus to forgive him. Jesus says, today you will enter with me in paradise. Now, of course, this is the biblical account. Okay, so they've retrofitted it into the movie. I mean, this movie is is a, a tragedy on so many fronts, but I'll give them a little bit of creativity for right. figuring out ways to tie that in. That's fine. It, okay? it feels a little bit, you know, that was that was kind of moving. Right, right. And it was it was honestly like, mostly like honorable in its depiction okay until ram continues this conversation with jesus <laughs> yes okay and he's like jesus you're supposed to tell him and jesus responds in english okay um and he says uh if you want amy to live you must forgive brant okay i don't remember that in the scriptures either of course and, at the same time i don't remember jesus talking to somebody about bootleg dvds in the garden of the city either so a little bit of artistic license and just gonna say as a catholic people have misconceptions about our belief with faith plus works and this is a wrong depiction <laughs> of workspace faith <laughs> okay so now this movie has offended jews muslims christians and catholics catholics are christians yeah. i understand but yes every denomination is getting destroyed in this movie okay so ram is so ticked off he takes amy back into town now imagine how much blood amy has lost okay not only is she still alive she's still fully conscious okay so he brings her back into town he runs into simon they hatch this plan we go back uh, um, we see um, that back at the lab, all the soldiers who were basically killed by the sticks in, and uh, the gun that one of the Roman soldiers wrapped around one of the wristbands, magical wristbands that was created, they all materialize back in modern times. And Ahmed is furious. He says, we have one wristband left. I will go back. I will be transported to the tomb of Jesus on the day of resurrection so that no one, uh, when the tomb opens, I will murder everyone there, and I will expose this for the, the fr great fraud that it right. is, okay? Um, and that, that's his plan, am I right? Right, right, right. 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 And he's going to be there when they steal Jesus' body. That's, yes. that's what he said, yeah. He, he thinks it's a, a fraud. He thinks all of this is a fraud. Now, uh, they never explain how he's able to figure out exactly where he's material. Exactly. They've already established that they need GPS coordinates in order to time travel. He just knew. So, <laughs> he just knew where knew. Yeah, uh, yeah. It just happened. And it's underground. He just happened to figure out. <laughs> and so he materializes in this like fully like decked out. He's got right. the bulletproof vest. He cracks open all the stuff. I mean, he's got all these like lights, these, uh, what do they call them? Glow sticks. Glow sticks. The glow sticks. Right. They're glow sticks. <laughs> he is... <laughs> 
prepared, my man. He is prepared. And so uh, he's like, I'm going to kill everybody. All right. I'm going to suppose this for a fraud. We go back. Okay. We're, we're getting towards the end of this movie. Thank God. Um, and we go, we get back and we run into Simon Ram and Amy again, Amy again, fully conscious, able to have conversation. She's like, what day is it? When was Jesus killed? And Ram tells her, and she's like, take me to the tomb. Okay. Ram just happens to know where the tomb is. Right. Sure. And uh, also, again, she's still alive, despite having no medical attention whatsoever. <laughs> this guy has magical genes. He has magical genes. There's no other explanation. So sure enough, that's where they go. They head there. She's excited. The tomb starts shaking. Um, now, Ahmed is inside. He's ready to straight murder some folks. But he re he's also, curiously, they never explain this later, he's taken a... a piece of jesus's skin what was it, <laughs> it was DNA. a dna sample yeah yeah right. a dna sample of jesus um they never mention that again for the rest of the movie at all they never i think it's a sequel, sequel. spoiler a alert we will get to that later of course there's going to be a sequel you don't make a movie with this many awards and not make a sequel <laughs> i mean people demand it that's right. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, the tomb starts shaking. All these lights start coming from Jesus's body wrapped in the shroud. And I think Ahmed realizes, uh-oh, I've figured this out wrong. Now, I was a little confused here. Maybe you guys can help me. Does he press the button to travel back on his own? Or does Jesus transport him back? Oh, that's a good question. I, I, I think I, my reading was that he traveled back. Um, yeah, because because well, his he intent was to be there. Yes, his intent was to be there, but to kill everybody uh, and expose it as a fraud. So when it started happening, I think he freaked out, and then he jumped back. But in my estimation, if you were there, like literally the closest person there to witness the actual moment of the resurrection, exposing your entire belief system to be fake as a person who hates Jesus. Wouldn't you materialize back and be like, I need to change some things. Right, right. Oh, nope. Nope. <laughs> That's not what he does. So anyway, he leaves. Amy uh, is confronted by uh, the actual Jesus as uh, Simon and uh, Ram run back into the tomb. Uh, they, I guess, didn't know Jesus didn't see him walking past them. I don't know. Um, Jesus talks to Amy. Um, it's a really like beautiful scene, just so touching. Um, this American Idol Jesus speaking to Amy. They uh, they have this beautiful exchange. We cut back to the tomb, and it turns out. Remember in the Bible, those angels that tell the uh, the women that Jesus isn't there, that he's been resurrected, is actually Ram and Simon. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? And doesn't Man. he say like at one point no habla something? Like, oh, yeah. no! He's he's saying, uh, she hands she hands him something. And he says muchas gracias. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she hands him the last remaining bracelet. Now, Amy, Amy right. finally succumbs to her injuries uh, from the weakest bullet ever uh, shot from a gun, and Simon and Ram decide to transfer back. Uh, to their regular time and figure something out. They transfer as soon as they do. It's a gunfight. Um, Simon is shot uh, eventually fatally. He tells him, 
uh, Ram, you, you got this, man. You got to figure it out. Now, this is earlier we had mentioned Ram built a fail-safe of some kind to send him back to a particular time. So they go back to this time, uh, and it's the time right before he's kidnapped and his parents are brought in uh, to basically have him give up all this technology. And so Simon is on his deathbed, and he's like, do you think Jesus is real? And Ram's like, nah, bro. And then he's like, oh, shoot, this guy's dying. I should probably like give him some comfort. <laughs> Gives him a little bit of comfort. Uh, there's more of a shootout. Um, and he transfers times again to a different time. Right, um, right. This is where he takes the failsafe route. Uh, he materializes with a bunch of Ahmed's guards. Um, they're all, they all explode uh, from some movie logic reason. It's very stupid. They, they come into this last room. There's a standoff between Brant and Ram, okay? And Ram's like, you killed Amy. And Brant's like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. I've been here the whole time. He's like, but you will kill Amy. I know it's going to happen. And Brant's like, I'm sorry, bro. And he gets on his knees. And he's like, just put me out of my misery, dude. I would never do that. And Ram's like, I forgive you. I forgive you. And then in bursts, uh, some some beer. I keep forgetting his name. Uh, I know beer's in it because I, I need one right now recounting this movie. And uh, we're, we're at the very end, folks. Sabir comes in and he's got Amy with a gun to her head. And as he does that, Ram puts a gun to Brant's head. He's like, I'll shoot him. And Sabir's like, uh, LOL, joke's on you. I don't care. And then um, Ahmed pops up from under the table just as other guards are bringing in the parents that uh that he saved but curiously didn't tell to go anywhere so i guess right. they were just sitting around waiting to get captured again <laughs> so he brings them in ahmed pops out from under the table he shoots our hero ram in the side and ram is laying down and here's where the movie gets really really faithful okay so we're in our last five minutes folks and ahmed says look you're gonna give me the code or i'm gonna kill everybody you care about and ram's like buddy we're just destined to do this forever and he's like i don't believe you and then uh something very weird happens ram's like i hear a woman's voice and she's telling me this <laughs> be a hero um it's super weird comes out of nowhere doesn't make any sense you never actually hear the woman's voice and it seems like it doesn't matter at all because Ahmed's like cool story bro and he caps his dad in the leg right. he's like next I'm gonna kneecap your mom bull. and he's like okay 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 and that's when Brant's like oh that message must have been about me and so Brant goes crazy he shoots all of uh, Sabir and Ahmed's men Ahmed shoots Brant a bunch of times and um, he's basically, it's just him and, uh, and he's like ready to end this thing. And he turns around to shoot one of Ram's parents. Ram grabs the knife. Oh, this knife foreshadowing. And he stabs Ahmed in the back. And uh, he's like, it's okay. I'm only killing you in this timeline, which made no sense. Right. Because Ahmed was like, please forgive me. And he's like, nah, bro, not in this timeline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is this a timeline without forgiveness? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and so he kills Ahmed. Uh, we see Brant on the floor who's unable to move anything. And uh, he says, please flip me over, Amy. Amy flips him over. He, uh, pres she presses a button on his walkie-talkie. He calls the rest of his guards up. And he's like, hey, we're taking over this. Turns out they were all terrorists. And his guards go ham on the rest of Ahmed's men. And then at the very last part, as uh, the hero Ram the hero Christian Ram, 
by the way, who now believes in Jesus, uh, succumbs to his wounds. The other atheist ram runs in um, just like a total sissy. And uh, that's where we transfer to our last scene of the movie. Before we get to that very last scene, am I missing anything, fellas, in this recap? No. No, nope. I, I mean, I feel like I've just gone through a plot synopsis of the Lord of the Rings. Like I feel like if they, <laughs> I feel like if the if the writers had gone through this process, they would have changed the script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie was in in sore need of a writer's room. Okay, so the very last scene, they're back in his parents' basement. Okay, so they've they've replicated all the research and technology of a multi-million dollar lab in this dude's basement, and they're sending Ram curiously dressed as a um, like construction worker with a stop sign, and he's like, okay, I guess I'll never see you guys again. There's no tearful goodbye, really, with Amy. She's like, have fun. And then it cuts to Brant, who is now completely paralyzed, asking God uh, for help. Now, this is the part that makes no sense to me. We, We... flash to a different timeline it is brant and his wife and kids and they are uh moving to this like it's the same scene the beginning of the movie right as they're about to jump into where they were going to get hit this dude materializes with a stop sign and is smashed to smithereens by this 18 wheeler it's ram ram uh they slam their brakes they avoid the crash and uh they look at the stop sign and the stop sign has a note written on it. So the, mm-hmm. the stop sign and the construction guy's helmet didn't were, were unfazed uh, and stuck around. The stop sign has a note. It basically says, contact Homeland Security, be a hero, right. brah. And then our movie ends. Here's my problem with it. In the timeline where Brant is praying for God to do something, nothing happens. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is a completely different timeline. Right. So that branch exists in a timeline where he has lost his his wife, his kids, yes. all functioning of his body, and he is like literally as at his lowest point asking God for help. And we're to believe that nothing happens that he could possibly perceive. This is where the movie makes no sense to me. And this is where it ends. Okay. Uh, There is of course one brief scene that we get at the very end of the movie where in one timeline, um, after Amy's been shot and Ram materializes, they run back to the machine and they're transported into the future. And uh, they basically are transported into this empty lot. They're scanned by military officers uh, who said, uh, bring them in. Uh, They have no markings. And one of them says, is this why the Antichrist wanted them? And that's where executive producer John Hagee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm definitely leaving that in. So we, um, that is our movie. I ain't got nothing to lose, bro. (laughs) (laughs) that is our movie we have finished the walkthrough just a couple more things but i really just i want to give a round of applause you know it was extremely entertaining extremely extremely entertaining so a couple we we're gonna do like maybe 10 more minutes fellas Uh, i've got a couple things for you so the movie as we said opens up with some really really like lofty uh, basically humble brags were the best script, best writer. And so if you go to their website, they have a list of awards. And I mean, as far as I can tell, many of these are legitimately like real. They're just small. But as I was scrolling through the list, some of them don't actually have a location. For example, mm-hmm. the film playoff awards is only listed in USA. Yeah. The silver screen <laughs> film fest is listed in 
unknown. Yeah. The Mexico International wait, wait, Film Festival. Unknown? <laughs> unknown. <laughs> yeah. unknown. They're award mills, right? It's got to be. There's yeah. a great episode of Nathan for You, and I, and I owe this joke to my buddy David, where he, he's trying to make this, this film seem real, and so he makes up his own film festival to legitimize this movie uh, so as to not get sued. That's basically what half of these are. There's at least three or four that are listed as unknown. There's another... 10 that are listed with no actual location other than country, which is great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, the IIPMF uh, awarded this uh, best screenplay and that is located in unknown. Wow. Um, it won the American movie award as well as the world series of screenwriting, both held in USA. <laughs> so I, I mean i can't tell if it's a lie or not i i will say we did look up some reviews that i wanted to to read for y'all uh as we close here there's a couple from amazon that are just incredible and then i got some off imdb that really changed my life um so on amazon this one this review and of course we're stealing this bit from how did this get made a classic podcast about reviewing bad movies this is from fernando arzola and this review is titled, Lots of Action, Funny, and Despite of the Violence, Still Had a Good Message. Here's what the review says. Okay. <laughs> my whole family enjoyed it, even my atheist daughter. Definitely not the classic Christian movie, but it kept us glued to our seats, made us laugh a lot, jump at times, and at the end, made us think, what if? <laughs> despite despite some of the ne negative critics i read i still believe is a good way to let jesus be known give it a chance okay all right uh, one more from amazon this is by spat octon which i'm not convinced is a real name and it, it's called great mind playing that really gets your mind thinking <laughs> <laughs> and this one this one reads great mind playing flick loved it actually Took time for the movie to get going, but then in the end, the beginning has a lot to do with the end. <laughs> the beginning is, has a lot to do with dude, the end. He's the Hold Alpha on, and Omega, dude. It gets better. But then in the end, the beginning has a lot to do with the end, but yet it doesn't. <laughs> so I thought it all wrapped up very well. Great movie overall. Lots of shooting, so younger ones might get scared, but overall, great movie. End credit scene has me in awe, spelled A-W-H. Okay. Oh. <laughs> now, uh, I did scour. There's probably about 50 reviews on IMDb. This seems to be where all the bots have focused. There's like 700 starred reviews uh, for this movie. It's, it's pretty incredible. Now, most of the written reviews seem to be by pretty, like, uh, generic sounding names like this one from Papa Doug five five six seven three. He says very creative and unique plot. I was so impressed with the ability to tell a very serious story while injecting some humor as well. Don't miss this film. I don't remember that much humor to okay, be honest no, with you. No. Or this one. This is a uh, that was a ten star review by the way. Ten out of ten. This is oh. one out of ten. Why would anyone bother to make this film is the title of this review. And this is, this one's great because this person ropes in what is possibly Alzheimer's into their review. When uh, this person writes, I'm 62 and still struggling to remember whether I've seen a worse film in my life. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Reading most of the reviews here. I wonder, are all of you guys from the rust belt? 
No offense. Ooh, shots fired. Rust belt in your face. And last one, two out of 10 stars. This one is, this review is titled Fun Unlimited. This movie with poor acting, period. Can see hatred among religions, period. Not sure whether it is based on history, period. And the science seems so easy, but not sure why the scholars around the globe cannot follow it, period. End of review. <laughs> Shout out to and, Angels and Demons, bro. End <laughs> of review. All right, as we're, we're almost done here, we've got a couple quick things. So I, I'd love to, here's the deal. This movie was written for a budget 100 times what it actually got. And I thought it might be fun to just briefly recast some of our main roles. So I'm going to go through them. The first one's Brant, uh, who I wrote in my liner notes as Sadly Cooper. Yes. Is there, is there <laughs> yes. who who would yes. you have play Brant if this movie had a I thought it would be? Yeah. Bradley yeah. Cooper. Sure. Anybody else? Bradley Cooper. I think either Bradley Cooper or the guy that plays uh uh what's his name? Uh, Jason Statham. Jason yeah. Statham. Oh with a wig. Because I mean yeah. the hair was pretty critical. I would have loved that. All right. How about I, I could have I, I could have seen Daniel Craig play that role. Daniel Same. Craig. Well, I'm I mean Sam Brad. Okay, uh, one thing we skipped, by the way, was later on, Brant asks him, hey, that voice you heard when he's talking to Ram, he's like, British accent? And he's like, yeah, it was a British accent. Brant's like, that was my wife. <laughs> so great. So Daniel Craig, perfect, because he's got to think for British accents. How about Ram? Anybody? Ram? It's, it's got to be Jesse Eisenberg. Or <laughs> <laughs> Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, too. <laughs> Michael oh my be good. Good. I'm going with a classic Christian actor, none other than Kurt Cameron. Oh, Kurt man. Cameron. Man, that's so good. I Bro, we said going... high budget. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kurt Cameron is, is, is basking in millions right now. Y'all don't know it because he's in a hundred <laughs> of these films. <laughs> this is, I'm going to go a little, little off script, but I, I think that would be the perfect uh, film debut of Chris Tomlin. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just got the gravitas to pull it off. How about Amy? Anybody for Amy? I thought Amy was was fine in, in her role. It's her first movie, apparently, according to IMDb. Also probably her last. Looks like it. Looks like <laughs> it. Yeah. I mean, it was just terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, Simon, anybody? Any any uh Simon was perfectly dude. cast as well. Perfectly glad. Um, Simon was great with the whole no speak of Greco, but I would have loved to see Dave Chappelle play that role. Oh man. Okay. Uh, Sabir, any take it? I think you had a, an alternate cast for Sabir, Marco. I mean, bro, like he looks just like Andrew's dad. Just like him. So none, none oh my other, God. <laughs> none other than the Javier Elizalde. In his Javi. film debut, Javi Elizalde. That is amazing. Okay. Uh, last one, really. Um, we have two left. Ahmed, anybody? I put George Lopez. Yeah, you know, just sure. kind of let him branch out a little bit. I, at this point, just anybody that's actually from that ethnicity. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh -oh. they tried and no one wanted to do the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Man, classic outsourcing jobs to Mexicans. All right. And then finally, uh, Jesus. Anybody for Jesus? Bro, I would have loved to see Joaquin Phoenix play that. <laughs> oh. Can you, can, you imagine, can you imagine him saying that line from Joker? Like, you don't listen, do you? When Simon's talking to him, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would be good. I be mean, good. I, if we're on the subject of American Idols, I really feel like uh, Justin Guarini could really have put, brought something to <laughs> Dude, okay, that's I, good. 
I have a, a, a pick for this. Uh, I think we need to give a nod to Mel Gibson. Ooh. And Mel nice. Gibson would nice. play Jesus in this, in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> give me back my son of God. It would be great. I, um, okay. So we, we are introducing, um, a new scale of review for Christian movies and it is the Thomas Kincaid scale of review on one to five, uh, painting ratings. So either one painting or five paintings, that's our scale. As you think about what your answer might be, uh, real quick as we end, um, would you say that this is a good movie, a bad movie? Or a good bad movie, meaning it's so bad that it's good, and you would actually recommend it to people. I'll, I'll let y'all go. Uh, we'll go in a round table before I give my opinion. Izzy, what do you think? I am going with it is so bad that it is good. Uh, I was entertained almost the entire time. <laughs> uh, I, uh, it's one of those movies that it's not a comedy, but I laughed the entire yeah, time. And right. actually sent y'all video clips pretty much the whole yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Endlessly quotable. Endlessly quotable. Um, uh, how about you, Marco? All right. So I, I defined it like good, bad, and then good, bad. So good for me was like, okay, if it was high budget, good acting, good CGI, bad would be basically opposite. So I think this movie is good, bad because it's horrible, but the plot is awesome. Like if it was on a good budget, I think this movie would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. I feel you. I feel you. What about you, Andy? So it's definitely so bad. It's good. Like the plot is ridiculous, and the acting is, you know, mediocre. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just like so wild, and so many twists and turns, and and uh, like so many times I would pause it and just like look at Sarah. Like, are you are you seeing this? <laughs> it was extremely why You yeah. watched. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, she, bro that's love that's love bro she was like she's like i want to see this she was like i want to see how bad this gets and uh it was just so bad it's good yeah <laughs> I, I i agree i wrote down so good it's bad which is honestly a lofty goal i could probably think of like five movies that are so bad that they're good i mean i i would put birdemic up there uh the room this is it's not quite in the the lofty category of the room but it's bad enough for a party rewatch oh, i feel yeah. like i feel like we could uh, we could definitely get this is get not it. my last time watching this movie <laughs> <laughs> legit might watch uh, it tonight with <laughs> you need to you need to so uh, as we finish today just some final ratings on the thomas kincaid scale the debut the thomas kincaid scale of review uh, out of how many paintings uh, 1 through 5 are you given this movie so for me combining the fact that it's a bad movie but also that it's entertaining i'm just going to give it two and a half kinkades out of five <laughs> two and a half kinkades i love it all right marco what are you giving it i'm, I'm going with two kinkades it's got that good bad factor okay right on izzy i'm going with three three uh, just because i'm gonna watch it again yeah, yeah. I put, I put, sure. I put, uh, I, I mean, the scale is essentially meaningless. I don't know. I don't know where we Excuse land. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> so I put, I put three as well um, for me, but I, I, I think it's, I think it's instantly legendary. I, I really do. I think Absolutely. it's so, it's a movie we're going to talk about and quote for many years to come. And you know, the beauty of this podcast is that we might have actually saved some people from either having to watch it 
or we might have inspired them to watch it. So it's really a win-win if you think about it. Uh, boys, that, that is the end of this podcast episode. It is uh, quite possibly the beginning of an ongoing series within our Ask Cheeks podcast where we review other Christian movies, uh, really the ones that are supposed to be terrible, so uh, evangelical Christian movies. Um, for some not reason, silence. Yeah, not silence, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but if you have suggestions for us, um, I know uh, one of the panelists here actually has watched a bad Christian movie on a first date with a girl. Uh, I won't give uh, give anything away. <laughs> You're going to have to hear about it another time. <laughs> <laughs> we will. In fact, one day we will review that movie and we'll let you give us the rundown of that date is. Uh, but if you've got any suggestions it's, for us, it's... it's the worst. <laughs> 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 oh, it's I'm leaving that in for sure. So if you've got suggestions for us for the next review to do, we're all ears. Uh, we'll be back very soon with more of our drafts during this shelter in place, which is sort of still continuing. Um, I mean, the governor and our mayor are disagreeing, but we're for the most part practicing social distancing. So while that's going on, we'll be back with some more podcasts, but thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you soon. This has been Ask Cheeks episode. No speak, go, Greco. No speak, go, Greco. Which is gracias. <laughs>